Welcome to the Training Kings Podcast, inspiring and equipping Christians to be successful in business. I'm now going to introduce our speaker, who is the author of, I'm going to say it from the banner so I get it perfect, <laughs> um, The Five Probabilities of Highly Effective Leaders. Um, Emerald Lawson is a speaker, he's a coach, entrepreneur, won lots and lots of awards, um, and we're delighted he's come to share with us today. So if you want to welcome him with a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. Thank you. Well, it's great to see so many familiar faces and some new faces as well. Um, where do I start today? Right. Today's going to be interactive, right? Um, it's going to be workshoppy. So you need some pen and paper to write some stuff down. Great to see there's some paper here. If you, if you want to grab some there, if you need some. Um, so those that don't know me, my name is, is Errol Lawson. And... I help people to turn their lives around and create the lives that they really want, really, really want. Um, I do that in four different ways at the moment, I'll share with you, and I can break the four things down, the four ways that I do, just through the books that I've written. So, let me see what I've got in my goodie bag here, I always bring some things to give away as well, which is cool. Um, so, the first way I do that is my first book. Um, from the post goal to the globe, how to overcome limitations and realize your potential. Um, basically, teenagers went off the rails, got involved in gangs and drugs and things of that nature. My dad was in jail and turned it all around around age 19, 20, became an author, entrepreneur, and best selling author of a few books now. And in post goal to the globe, how to overcome limitations and realize your potential, it's about helping people to get unstuck, get clarity, get breakthroughs, overcome whatever they've been through in their past and realize who they truly are and be the best that they can be. So we do workshops and programs around that. My second book is called Teenpreneur, How to Build a Business in Your Teens. And so people think you've got to have rich parents or a privileged background or a private school education to have your own business. As a teenager, I defy that. I have my first at 19 years old and we teach students up and down the country in schools all over the UK and in Ghana to build their own businesses, to develop their ideas and develop their entrepreneurial mindset. So Teenpreneur, my latest book is called, in fact, I'll come to that one last. Um, this book is called Key Person of Influence. It's written by a friend of mine called Daniel Priestley. And Daniel started a business back in 2010 called Dent, Dent Global. And uh, they run uh, workshops in seven, four, city, four countries, seven cities around the world. Um, growth accelerator programs for entrepreneurs who are fast growth companies. And I lead Birmingham. So Birmingham is the seventh city. I'm city leader for, Bur- for Birmingham, for Dent Global, and we run this, the KPI, the Key Person of Influence Growth Accelerator in Birmingham for fast growth entrepreneurs who want to grow and scale their businesses. So I lead that, and I'll give you guys one of these books a bit later on each. And my last book, my best-selling book, number two, is called The Five Core Abilities of Highly Effective Leaders. I've been in ministry now for over 10 years. Um, I've, my passion is, is just to really, is the gospel, ultimately. It's the presence of God, ultimately. And in this journey that I've been on with entrepreneurship and ministry, there's always this question of how can somebody, how can a Christian be successful, be wealthy, you know, be um, established himself as an influencer and still maintain that relationship with God? And I'd see men and women who are further down the road who had completely aligned that and it was easy for them. But I always struggled a little bit. Like, how do I... Like, I believe that there's prosperity for me, but I want God. And, and, and so I went on this journey of uh, uh, interviewing over 100 and 
10 now Christian leaders from around the world, men and women who were uh, influenced in academia, in business, multimillionaires, um, in, in church-based ministry and found out what it was that they had to do or what enabled them to become highly effective, successful, internationally recognized Christian leaders. Um, people like Dr. L.B. De King, the niece of Martin Luther King. Um, Perry Marsh, you may not have heard of, one of the most famous um, internet marketers um, around all these Christian people. And I found that there were five things they all did really, really well. And I call those the five core abilities of highly effective leaders. You can listen to the interviews on my podcast if, you go, if you're on iTunes, if you go to the Rising Generation Leadership Podcast, all those interviews are there for you to listen to. So those five things, and this is where I want to kind of land with you guys today. Five things, and the, the five things were, number one was, they had the ability to create and communicate a compelling vision for themselves, their lives, or their ministry, or their business. The ability to create and to communicate a compelling vision, one that got people rallied around them, that attracted investment, attracted the right people and opportunities, a compelling vision. And there's a distinction around this. The first thing I want to kind of give you to think about today is that your vision, our vision is intrinsically linked to our purpose in life. And our purpose in life is discovered when we get to really answer these two questions. Number one is this, and write this down for us, please, and, and your answer. Number one, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? Take a minute, if you will, to answer that question. What do you want to be known for? So I might say, I want to be known for leading a tribe of people from around the world who are spiritual and conscious and, and are going out to make an impact in their communities. I want to be known for... What do you want to be known for? Okay, and the second question, and these questions, like, you need to spend time with them, right? Um, the second question is, how do you want to leave people feeling... How do you want to leave people feeling? So after they've interacted with you, they've spent time with you, maybe used your product or services or been in your company, how do you want to leave people feeling? I want to leave people feeling empowered to go and solve the world's most meaningful problems. How do you want to leave them feeling after they've interacted with you? That's really the beginning, right? Now, if in a, in a full-day workshop, we'd really dig into that because there's some clarity around that piece that needs to come out still because what happens is that becomes, we begin to build our businesses and our lives from that down. What usually happens is we build our businesses and our lives from the bottom up. We think about creating a product and selling a product, getting more sales, getting more sales, getting more bonds on seats, getting more, go and try to get pay the bills, get more money in, and we start from that way around. But actually, these leaders that I'm talking about here, they don't start that end. We start from there. What's that big picture? I'm going to start from there. What's that mission? What's that vision for my life? I'm going to be a world changer. I'm going to be inspiring people. I'm creating amazing experiences that transform lives. You might get into that place of realizing that I create these amazing experiences, but maybe it's not just through weddings here. I create experiences and events that transform people's lives and leaves them feeling, wow. There's a million ways to achieve that than just the... You with me? And so when we start that, that's the first thing, vision. Create a compelling vision for your life. Um, the, the second thing is, 
second ability is the ability to get the best out of the people you lead. And this is whether they like you or not, to be honest with you. You're big to get the best. And the distinction here is this. There are essentially two kinds of leaders, a multiplier and a diminisher. Imagine when you were at school and you had a school teacher who was just so like, whenever you're in their class, nothing seemed to click. They were, they were maybe a bully. They maybe were someone that, you know, they weren't great connecting with people. You never got your best results or grades or performance out of yourself when you're in that person's class. Think of that leader for a moment. Think of that teacher, that class. You just didn't like them and they didn't like you. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Can you think of that kind of teacher? Can you think of that kind of leader you had maybe at school or in uni? Just didn't click? That's what we call a diminisher. Now imagine the flip side of it. A class that you went into and that teacher was just like so amazing. The connection, their ability to engage with you, to bring the best out of you. They got you thinking in a different way. They expanded your mind. They opened you up. They empowered you to go beyond where you were. They were this amazing leader, amazing person that brought the best out of you. Can you think of that person? Can you think of that leader environment you're in? And that just something happened for you in that space, like bam. Write that person's name down, if you will. Whoever that or if you can think of who it was, just think of just that person that whenever you were in that space with them in a classroom environment, maybe. That's a multiplier. And here's the distinction. A diminisher says to themselves, I know best. No one can tell me what to do. And I'll keep everybody else at arm's length. You guys follow me and what I say goes. And that's just the way it is. A multiplier says that the collective intelligence of everybody in this room right now is far greater than what I know. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to empower you. I'm going to bring out of you. I'm going to pull out of you. I want your ideas, your thoughts, your, your insight. Let's bring it all together and let me learn from you how best for us to go forward. It's a different mindset altogether. And effective leaders understand how to get the best out of their people to empower them and to move them forward. And so first thing is that we've got to be a multiplayer. We've got to have that multiplayer mindset. There's a great book on this called The Multiplayer by, I can't remember her name, forgive me, it'll come back to me, but um, I recommend it. It's a great book on multi, called The Multiplayer. Um, so we've got to be a multiplayer. And furthermore, we've got to analyze our friendship circles and check are the people around us, are they multiplying us or are they diminishing us? We've got to surround ourselves, identify two or three multipliers in our world who we need to connect with. A second distinction. Five core abilities. The third core ability is the ability to create wealth, to create and manage wealth. All of these leaders understood how to create and manage money. Yes, money. That lovely thing called money. They were able to create and manage wealth. And here's the distinction here. Number one, our personal finances are a reflection of our business finances. Uh, it's, if, we're, if we're going to make money in our businesses, we need to get our personal finances in order. If we're bad spending, debt, all kinds of stuff going on over here, it's going to reflect a mirror in our businesses. That's the key thing that came out of our, of our conversations. That's really important. The second distinction is about tithing and giving and generosity. Everybody understood that good things, not just money, but good things flow into our life when we're generous people. So we're giving to our ministries, we're giving to our church, we're giving to causes, we're just generous in how we are. We're looking for opportunities to give. And giving allows good things to flow back to us. How many of you are in business already at the moment? How many are in business? All right, I'm going to share one additional distinction with you as you're in business already. 
Um, I did an interview yesterday with an amazing guy called Scott Whitaker. We were talking about this ability about finance and we were just, just batting it around. And, and what came out was that if we're going to really build a big business that's going to be worth building, we need to go for the affluent customer, for the affluent person. Uh, the ideal customer that we want to go for is a customer to whom finance isn't a barrier. We don't want a customer who says, I can't afford it, I like it, but can't afford it. I would love to, but can't afford it right now. You want a customer for whom the, 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 the issue is not whether they can afford it or not, but whether they will give the money to you. They've got the money, but will we spend it with you? And here's a challenge. For some of us, that is a big issue. There's a big block right there because we tell ourselves that, well, who am I to, to provide money or services or value to that kind of customer? You know, will they want to spend with me? Oh, they're so wealthy, they're so affluent. Why would they want to even, you know, be in my company? And this, here's the thing, the same energy and effort it takes to get a customer that pays you £10 exactly the same energy and effort it will take you to get a customer that pays you a thousand pounds it's just a mindset thing it's just a mindset thing that's the third distinction right it's the finances and there's more obviously i've got some books we're going to buy on the books to get one today um the fourth thing is about confidence um the ability to lead to defy self-doubt and lead with conviction all of these guys had the ability to defy that self-doubt and still lead with conviction what does that look like? It looks like the imposter syndrome, that's what we call it. That sense of, my, am I even worthy to be in this place? Like, surely somebody else is more qualified than me, more better communicated than me, more impressive than me, got more wow than me. Surely somebody else. It's the imposter syndrome. And here's the way through that. It's understanding that we are made in the image of God. And it's God's definition of us that matters. And no matter what, no matter who, where we go, and here's the thing. If we have this thing in our heart, I believe it's actually sin. That if we go into an environment and we are worshipping people because of their appearance of status or wealth, and we're cowering now, like, oh no, then that's the idol worship. That's in our heart, that's not of God. Because those people are not thinking that of us. They're not looking at us thinking, oh, you're this or that. It's only us in our heart thinking that actually, I'm not good enough to be here. Oh, they're so. And I believe God wants to deal with that in our hearts and confront that in our hearts. Say, look, man, you deserve it to be here. I made you. You're my son. You're my daughter. I'll put all of my goodness and my everything in you for impact in this world. How dare you? How dare you put yourself there and get yourself like, oh, get up there. And so you've got to have people around you that reinforce that in you. You've got to have like, um, family, friends, multipliers in your life that reinforce the image of God, the picture of who God says you are. So when you go into those places, you can stand tall and feel like, I'm, 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 I deserve to be here. And then the, lastly, the, the last thing is, it's the um, ability to focus on the key things and eliminate or delegate the rest. It's the ability to focus on the key things and eliminate or delegate the rest. It's all about productivity. It's about knowing our strengths and our weaknesses. It's about when we understand that I'm not so good in this area. I'm not going to spend hours and hours trying to you know, develop my weaknesses. I'm going to bring people into my team and around me who are good in the areas I'm not so good. And they're going to help me to build me up, lift me up, and build, build a team around me. 
delegate stuff, not trying to be a jack of all trades and a master of, I'm not trying to do everything and be everything and be everything to everyone. I'm going to understand that I'm going to have systems in my life, processes, things that I do that are going to filter out the stuff that's not for me right now and keep myself focused in my zone, in my lane, so I can be an effective leader. And it's not easy, especially in this world of distraction right now. It's not easy. But there are ways to do it. And these guys have, there are so many ways. You can listen to the interviews. I'm going to give you one technique today that um, is going to help us. And if you've done it before, you can do it again as well. Our friend, uh, we were in, are we in Leicester doing this exercise? Um, you know, it's a, it's a good one to do again. All right, so we call this a strategy circle. It's basically a way in which you can get really focused um, on what we want to do. It's about, and, it, and it highlights what's the power of, of focus and setting goals. Um, the power of goal setting. Everyone have a look around the room for me right now and um, find as many red things as you can. Um, silently in your head, count as many red items as you can possibly see. Yeah? How many red things do you see? Yeah, as many as you can. Okay, now everyone close your eyes please for me. And tell me how many, while well, your eyes are closed, tell me how many blue things did you count? Open your eyes again. Now, you didn't count any blue because you're looking for blue, you're looking for red, right? And this is how our brains are wired, it's how our brains work. Whatever we give our brains to focus on, it has a way of making a path towards it. It attracts the resources, the people, the manpower to get that thing done. So in that example that you're saying, red, 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 all you saw was red. There's one young man at age 11, he says to his primary school PE teacher, he says, Sir, when I go up, sir, I want to achieve three things. I want to play for Man United, I want to captain England, I want to marry a pop star, he says. Who do you reckon that was? He was David Beckham, yeah? Age 11, and he, and he did all three, right? 11 years old. His dad has a plaque at home commemorating when he set those goals. So you were saying red, red, red. He was saying pop star, Man United, England. He's focused. He knew what he was going for. Everyone close your eyes again for me, please. And this time, I want you to imagine, while your eyes are closed, just imagine that you said you want to be known for. What is that goal, that picture, that vision? What do you see yourself doing? Let's just go three years from today. In the next three years from now, what is that thing you want to be seeing? We're sat here and it's 2020. The, is it the 8th today of October? 2020. What is that thing there you're known for? 3rd of October, 8th of October, 2020. What's that goal? What's that vision? Where are you? What's happening? See yourself achieving that thing, realizing that thing, becoming that person, creating that service product. David Beckham says, England, pop star, Man United. What do you see? All right, open your eyes again for us. And inside the middle circle, inside your strategy circle, 
Just write down in, in a few words like what you saw. What do you see? Three years from today. What was that goal you saw? What was that vision? What was that picture? What are you, what are you known for? What are you doing? All done? Okay, then in the second circle, surrounding um, your goal, I want you to identify what are the potential pitfalls, dangers, barriers, obstacles, fears. What are the things that might stop you potentially from achieving that goal? Now, I want you to, I'm not saying they will stop you, but at least seven or eight different things that potentially could stop you from achieving or realizing this goal. If anything could stop you from achieving this, what might it be? At least seven or eight different things. If anything could stop you, what might it be? Like really look inside yourself. Like what could stop me? What's in the way? What are my obstacles? What are my barriers? What might hinder me from getting there in this three-year period? At least seven or eight. If you get more than seven or eight, you're a rock star. Like ten is brilliant too. <laughs> You know, the more the more you can pull it out. Like, what are they? Great. All right. So, lastly, then now, um, in the third circle, the ones surrounding your barriers and obstacles, I want you to identify at least. So, in fact, you need a, a plan A and a plan B solution for each of these barriers you've identified. What action will you take in order to eliminate that barrier? This is like target practice. Literally, you're going to eliminate this barrier now. What will you do? What action can you take to prevent that barrier or obstacle from getting in the way of you achieving your goal? For each barrier, you need a plan A and a plan B. All right, so my plan A is for this one, I'll do this. My plan B is, I'll do that. I want you to write these ones out in a sentence as well. Write them as clearly as you can. Not just no one word answers, please, for this one. Be really clear, like, what will I do? How exactly am I going to prevent this barrier? from stopping me from achieving my goal. For each one, a plan A and a plan B. And the answers are inside you. You gotta really have faith in God, know that you've been through harder things in your life. You've done hard things before now. There's nothing gonna stop you from getting where you've gotta to get to. You can do this. You have the willpower, you have the tenacity, you have the ingenuity, you have the creativity. You can do this. Okay, once you've done that, I'm going to ask you just to, um, everyone stand up for us, please, change the energy in the room with me. Everyone stand up, stand up, stand up. And um, with your strategy circles, um, just go and have a chat in twos or threes, um, share with somebody else what your goal is in the middle, um, tell them what the barriers are, tell them how you're going to overcome them. Um, as you're sharing, the person you're sharing with is listening for your conviction. If they don't sound convicted or believing, tell them, I don't believe you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you really mean that. Challenge them, yeah. All right, so go for it. Just share with someone in the room, twos or threes. Share your goals. Put some music on in the background while you're doing that. Guys, God bless you, man. And um, yeah, I know we'll meet again. Keep going for it. Take action. Get the accountability and the support you need to get those things done.